What is up, folks? My name is Justin Kana. Happy Sunday, special edition Sunday show. This is The Emulsion, episode number 15. I am pumped to kind of keep the interview train going here. If you caught last week's episode, we're going to continue that trend. I'll get into introducing her in a moment. But first, uh, today's beverage is actually a um, cold brew, a Oahu uh, Hawaiian coffee. I've been really riding that train. It's it's hot. It is hot here in Seattle, which is great uh, for the cold brew train. And it is in a, I guess this is another weird color. You can uh, leave it in the comments. I don't really know what to call this. For those watching, it is. I'm I'm gonna confidently call it Professor Plum Purple. You know from 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 Clue. It's literally perfect that we have someone on the show again today. Not just because I'm insanely excited to chat with her, but I still do my research. I still read up on stories from the week, and I've gotten like crickets these past two weeks, basically, since we've been doing interview shows. Maybe it's just the weather getting super nice. Award season isn't really in full swing anymore, and maybe everybody's just too busy actually feeding people for anything exciting to happen, but I think that's good. Uh, I want this show to be kind of me talking about things that I think that mattered, not really have like those filler stories that I think the food media has sometimes, you know, but uh, here to talk about things that matter to both of us, I have today's guest who is previously generally just a a, a boss from the restaurant empire in Austin, uh, opening new ones, managing existing ones, all that. And most recently, she is a freelance writer, traveler, photographer, and lifestyle figure getting all the double taps on Instagram lately. It is my sincere pleasure to have Dina Sockham here. How's it going? Welcome, welcome. That was a really nice introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's 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 important to get that preface to anyone with <laughs> with your exciting stature. So, welcome back to the U.S. You, thank you. You just got thank back, you. right? I'm sorry. You just got back, right? Uh, I got back maybe a month ago. Okay. Month and a half ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I'm I'm just happy we didn't have to mess around with like a 14 hour time difference or anything like that. No, no, no. I'm back in America now, and I've been here for about a month and a half, which is nice. So I'm all settled in with the jet lag and time zones. That's good. Stuff, so how long are you? Nice and perky. Do you have another trip coming up, or how yeah, long are you back here stateside? I'm heading, so I'm in Austin right now. I'm heading to LA on next Sunday, and then I go to the Riviera Maya mid June, and then I think I head over to Europe for a little bit. After, awesome. Right after that. Awesome. Awesome. So um, maybe we can start with a little bit of your your background. So how you got into food and restaurants and then, yeah, let's start with that. Sure. Um, so I, I've always loved food ever since I was a child, uh, ate it every day and <laughs> grew up in a family that just was obsessed with food. So even though I went to school for fashion design um, here at the University of Texas in Austin, I was always really obsessed with food and I was always going out to eat, going to the you know, the new places in town and, you know, kind of like one of the only college kids that somehow scraped up enough money to go out to eat every night at like nice places. Right. Even though, you know, like, wow, how was I doing that? (laughs) And and then I graduated and instead of moving to New York or, you know, Paris or London to pursue fashion, I ended up staying in Austin. I just kind of like moved into the food world somehow, Um, working in restaurants, ended up doing event planning. Uh, then moved into social media and PR and then eventually, you know, managing and opening restaurants and owning them. And then, I don't know, that's just kind of it. Right. That's, yeah, that's how I did it. Right. (laughs) So maybe you can also tell the story about how we met because that was not in the U.S. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So 
so Justin and I actually met in, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this. You're fine. Bergen? <laughs> yeah, Bergen. in Bergen, yeah. Bergen. Yep. How do you, is that right? Yeah, Bergen's totally right. <laughs> really? Yep, totally, really? totally right. Okay. In Bergen, Norway. Yep. Uh, which is awesome. So I flew over there with my business partner and uh, we did a pop-up dinner and with uh, curated by Bonjuin Lee, who is a good friend of mine, also an esteemed photographer and writer as well in the food and travel world. Right. Um, and so Bonjuin curates these dinners, invited us over there. We cooked with Christopher of um, Lisa Vet. Yep. I mm-hmm. probably nope that too. totally cool okay. yeah you're good you're good so that's how justin and i met justin's working in the restaurant he was he's a chef over there and we've just um you know been following each other ever since more, more or yes, less so that since. yeah that was super fun yeah that was that was one of the better guest chef dinners we had i think if Aww, i had to like kind of compare well just like fun. the entire experience <laughs> you know because we went out on a boat and we like oh, yeah. you know went that's on that really island fun. and all the violin things it was awesome oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really great. It super, was super, super great. It was awesome. Um, so kind of like where you're at now, is this like in your career, is this where you thought you'd be when you kind of like decided, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do fashion. I'm going to do food now. Is this? I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing. I just kind of kept doing it. And so I can't say that this is where I thought I would be ever. Right. I think I'm very lucky and fortunate and there's been a lot of hard work involved and, but also definitely... Hashtag blessed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, happy about where I am, but I had no idea that I would ever be doing this at all. Right. You know? Um, so. And I, I know the internet has kind of pro- provided you with a lot of these opportunities in general. So maybe you can speak a little bit about how you navigated the change from kind of like managing events to like moving basically a lot of your operations online, like a lot of the way that you kind of interact with people and kind of the media ends up being internet based now yeah well you know it's just with the whole social media boom i guess that happened like i just kind of jumped into it because it was a need at the time sure. that we needed somebody to handle the social media for all the restaurants okay and what we were doing and so i started doing that and then you know i created my own account too and then as we were traveling all over the world for work and also you know for holidays and stuff like that i would post the personal side of it on my account and handle the work stuff on the work accounts. And I guess there was some interest in what we were doing personally as well. So I started getting some followers and I was able to, you know, start my own kind of thing using my own personal account, which was great. Right. Um, so I guess that's, that's it. What, <laughs> what, what part of you do you think made you kind of like go forth and say, I want to do the social media aspect? Cause you mentioned there wasn't really anyone to do it. It was it like the creative side of you. Were you like really social in college and stuff like that? Well, I guess I'm like kind of social, but I also feel like I'm really socially awkward at the same time. <laughs> so it's hard for me to pinpoint what it is. Right. Um, I guess, yeah, there's some creative aspect to it that was fun. Um, you know, we really just needed somebody to do it and then I like doing it so sure. it kind of just organically happened well maybe it's nice for the socially awkward ones of us because <laughs> I get it I get it as well though sometimes because I can sometimes be socially awkward I'm not the first guy to kind of like jump out in a group of people and kind of take the floor but uh just the fact that sometimes through social media you can kind of like use your creativity to to alter what is seen by people not right. in like a weird like a lot of people give social media flack for that because it's like some people think it's really inauthentic. But right. if... Well, agreed. I think you can kind of pick and choose what you need 
it to be. And um, I try to remain as authentic as possible. Of course. Um, and not try to like put on this fake life or anything. Right. But I totally understand like where you're coming from, what you're saying. Yeah, because you have time. You know, okay. it's not like you're put on the spot and you have to like. You know, you can kind of take your time and make sure that everything is like exactly how you want it. And then you can put it right. out into the world. I, I, I definitely like that aspect of, of social media for sure. Yeah, it's super fun. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, it appeals to both my awkward me and my <laughs> outgoing me. Right, right. So <laughs> um, how long? So Dina's Instagram for everyone that doesn't know is Femme Fatale. So how, how did that name come about and, and when did that start? How long has that been um, so, a thing? Yeah, let's, and also it's Femme Fatale. Got it. F-A-I-M-F-A-T-A-L-E. Right. Just not to be confused yep. with Femme Fatale. Yep. F-E-M-M-E. Got it, got it, got it. The typical thing. I know, it just happens all the time. So yep. I I'm going to tag all of this in the show notes for everybody if you want to go <laughs> check you. anything of her out. Yeah, anyways. Um, that became because I studied French in college, and I have – we have family in Paris or in France or in Europe, and so I grew up in a house uh, – my parents spoke French, and so I spoke speak some French. Got it. And uh, femme just means hungry in French. And so I just one day was like, oh, femme fatale. Nice. Love it. it. And so when <laughs> when did that account start? You mentioned that was like back when you kind of started traveling a little bit more. I think it was like, I don't know. I want to say 2009. 2009. I really remember. Got so, it. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like whenever I just started doing the social media for the restaurants and stuff. So even before we started traveling. Yep. Yep. I think I had it. My pictures were terrible. Right. Like my first photo was Terror. Like I took a picture of a cupcake and you can't even tell it's a cupcake. You <laughs> no, know, like I looked at it the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awful. Do you do you end up doing most of your photography on your phone these days, or you have a camera you carry um, around? I have a camera and I also do it on my phone. It just depends on what's easiest at the time. Yeah, the one that you have with you. Camera. Yeah. Um. So to anyone kind of that's interesting in interested in building that following online, some like from zero, what like in a very like. In May of 2017 environment, what would you kind of point them towards? Best practices? Would, uh, take really pretty pictures. Got it. Um, edit them well. Use good lighting. Right. Um, take pictures of things that you're actually passionate about because mm-hmm. you'll take a better picture of it, I think, if you're interested in what you're photographing. Right. Um, come up with like a cute, funny caption or at least be informative, but don't be too long-winded. Right. And use hashtags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super powerful. Yeah, Super, super powerful. Uh, and then once someone does get that following that, and, they're, and they're at like 1,000 and then 10,000, because you're at 20-something thousand now, no? Mm-hmm. That's so great. So what changes do you think when you hit that those those milestones, I guess you could call it? I don't know. I mean, like, it just depends. I mean... Have you found like collaborations to be very like yeah, powerful yeah, yeah. and I guess, like some more? Um, I hate this word, but influencer yep, opportunities, of course, uh, will come, uh, will approach, will happen, right? I guess. Um, you, you know, I don't know, like there are certain things that, yeah, there are perks when you have a lot of followers, right, but right. at the same time, it's like it's not like your world just changes all of a sudden, exactly, you hit, like 25,000, yeah, 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 and <laughs> so you get like, something, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I still think I don't really have that many followers. So. Yeah, but you yes. certainly have. You a... guys all want to follow me. In yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. There's tons of great like dumpling and noodle photos to be seen on your page, and I love yes. it. Um, so maybe switching a little bit, talking a little bit more about travel now. Where do you tra- find yourself traveling most frequently these days, and and why? I have been going to Asia a lot. Yep. Lately, I think I just uh, spent four months in Asia mm-hmm. and one month in Australia. If you count Australia as Asia, yep. sometimes people do. <laughs> um, 
So like four-ish months over there and loved it. And I don't know, I've, I've been going there every recently for the past few winters. Right. Um, instead of actually spending winter in Europe or North America where it's cold. Does it get um, cold in Austin? Or I'm not? Sorry? Does it get cold in Austin or? It doesn't get that cold in Austin, but it's definitely not like tropical. Right, right. I mean, we do get like a little bit of cold weather. Yep. For a tiny bit. Uh, but I was living in Europe. I was living in Paris for the past two years, and it gets cold there. Yep, yep. Very cold and gray, as you know. Yeah, I, I hit rainiest city in Europe. That was Bergen. Yeah. It's a real <laughs> thing. Uh, so when when you are spending like four and a half months in in Asia, what do you what do you find yourself doing to fill time after you're done slurping noodles and stuff like that? Because I know you do stuff with restaurants, and yeah, maybe you can so go I dive into that. I learn how to cook if I can. That's awesome. Massage at a restaurant, or I will just hang out with some local chefs and see what they're up to. I'll go to the markets. Um, what else? I mean, you're doing some writing, writing, <laughs> writing as well, writing as well, right? Because you've gotten published I in. I am. Yes, I'm doing some travel food writing, which is awesome. So I do that in my spare time. I am working on a Cambodian cookbook, so I am trying to do as much research as possible for that. Amazing. Um, when I can, and also just, you know, working on my photography skills. I have a lot to learn. For sure. Um, and so when you, when you to go back to, when you do approach these restaurants, do you end up kind of like going through friends of friends kind of network kind of stuff, or you just throw show up at the back door, you have a meal there and talk to the chef? How does that process? All of the above. Got it, got it. All of the above. Anything yep. and everything. I mean, whatever moves me. Right. I think. Right. Um, I'm going to throw a guest question in here. Uh, Taylor, okay. Taylor asks, what's, what is your favorite twist on French fries? Oh, gosh. This is a hard one. Um, my favorite twist on French fries. What's my favorite twist on French fries? Poutine. Do you, do you, well, do you like poutine? That was my first initial thought, but I've never been to... I've like, never had like real like a poutine. real Canadian poutine. So I don't want to say that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I've never been. Right. Right. What is go. what is what is one <laughs> like steak frites? I do like steak frites. Can I? I kind of just want to say waffle fries. At yeah. There you go. There you go. It doesn't have to have like that red <laughs> that red spice mix sprinkled on oh, it. Yes. That's yes. the best. But, I mean, the, the waffle fries there are so good. They're so good. Um. I'm interested to hear a little bit about um, your opinion of the current state of, of food blogging and how, like, basically talking about food online and how you view new opportunities. Like, I know a lot of the food bloggers that I more or less grew up with in the industry aren't really even blogging that much anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I feel like food blogging is has its pros and cons just as any sort of, like, creative outlet, sure, right? Sure, sure. With someone throwing out opinions and stuff, I feel like... It's good. It's good because it gives like a voice to anyone can have a voice and talk about food. But then again, it's a little bit tricky because now I think like everybody feels like they're a critic. Yeah. And um, it kind of that can make it a little tough because it's kind of like you I don't if you're like an influential food blogger, but you were it just depends on like where you're getting your information from and what's been fact checked and what's real. And, you know, maybe you're not. I don't know. It just needs to be. So it's tricky, right? Guess, right. Because you but have it's to. Also a good thing. Yeah, because you have to have that story, and like the tech is so good now that you can like anybody can get a decent camera in their hands for pretty affordable and manage to get 
decent photos, mm-hmm. but but it is also great because it opens up the world to everybody. Whereas uh-huh. before, maybe we wouldn't really know what a meal at a certain restaurant uh, in Mongolia would look like, right? You know, right. if from like an everyday person's point of view or like a traveler, you right? Know, like right. Maybe, so it's kind of nice. It's it's good in that way too. Do you end up consulting food blogs quite a bit when you research? Like you're in a new city and you want to figure out where to go. Do you do that, or you try to have a friend? steer you in the right direction how do you i usually try to get recommendations from trusted sources that are friends that i know okay and then of course like i'll do like a search or something if something pops up i'll read about it yep. as well so i do a little bit of everything but right. mostly i try to go to my friends first yeah that helps yeah <laughs> it's someone on the ground your your person in x city yeah. uh so for the rest of 2017 the other half i guess you could say it's flying 2017 is flying um what what are you excited about or do you have any food related trips coming up um i'm really excited to go to barcelona yeah um, and my boyfriend is cooking with ron adria so that's really exciting so so cool um and i'm also very excited to eat at asadori extabari dude um, <laughs> Tell me that I had, uh, my meal there in January yeah. was. Oh, sorry, go on. My meal there in January was the best, top oh my three. God, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like I can't wait. No I, doubt. I haven't been yet, so super stoked. And always, I'm excited about Hong Kong. It's one of my favorite food cities in the world, so I'm excited to head back there mm-hmm. and just eat everything. When is <laughs> when is Hong Kong? When are you going? Uh, so potentially in July, but then if that if I don't end up going in July, then I'll head back in the winter. Sure. Sure. Awesome. Um, and then do you have any kind of like personal goals you have set for your own personal brand or kind of like the the social channels that you have? Um, you know, I'd like to do a little more writing on my own website, I guess. Yep. And I guess that would turn into a blog. Got it. But then, um, and I don't know, just to get better at what I'm doing, like me take better photos, come up with more informative right captions and just learn more and explore more of like the world and hopefully be able to share that with anyone who's following me or interested for sure um do you see it going more in in the direction of an informative uh you know like you kind of like take yourself less out of like more out of the picture or you see yourself being a little bit more involved in telling the story about the food Maybe I would think I would like to be more involved and tell more of a story about the food. Got it. Got and it. And just like travel and I don't know, just to like show that you can travel and have a good time and not take everything too seriously. Right. You know, with life. Right. Because, <laughs> it, you know, I mean, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of my chef friends always say that Anthony Bourdain has has the dream job being able to go around. And, you know, to a lot of people, mm-hmm. you do have the dream job. You get to kind of, you know, travel and eat. And that's more or less on pretty high on people's priority lists. Uh, do you see any downsides? Do you have any, have you experienced any downsides or any kind of like, cause there, there uh, is those to any, I feel like I have gout. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> it can be pretty tiring a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to do a juice cleanse. Right. Right. <laughs> Too much food. That's it. I mean, this is really no complaint. Yeah. 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 So. You shouldn't. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, uh, getting kind of. tail ending the show here uh i always cover a non-industry story at the end of the show is there something that you kind of want to cover something you're excited about this week um right now i am currently getting my hair done your hair (laughs) your so for everybody that hasn't researched dina yet she has blonde hair and it's (laughs) fantastic it is amazing 
And I'm Asian. Yep, so exactly. Like, so it's like I wasn't born with blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautifully, it's a beautiful look, and I love it. Thank you. Thank so, you, thank you. So I'm getting my hair done. My beautiful, wonderful, one of my, my best friends and amazing hairstylist, Ricky Hodge. Nice. And is doing my hair <laughs> as we speak. It's processing, so I'm able to do this wonderful interview. Yeah, 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 but, for sure. Uh, I'm very excited about this because it's been a long time. Because as I said, I've been in Asia for four or five months and I just got back and Ricky's always busy so I was able he was nice enough to squeeze me in today right and so I'm really excited about this awesome <laughs> awesome and we were we were chatting a little bit before the show you won't go to anyone else to do your I hair I won't go to anybody but Ricky to do my hair and I think it probably drives Ricky crazy but I won't go anywhere else so I will just do whatever look is happening as it's growing out until I can see Ricky again so <laughs> I, I we, we all expect a really nice selfie going up oh shortly well, there's a good one on my stories right now okay okay Crazy. so inst- in- instagram <laughs> instagram check out nice yeah 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 everybody check out dina's story after right after you get done listening to this right after <laughs> look at my story exactly so i want to thank you so much for being on the show dina oh, thank you for having yeah, me of course this has been episode 15 of the emulsion and regardless of wherever you've been watching if you're live here or if you're on youtube after the factory or on itunes i really really want to thank everybody super super a lot for listening it is it was great to have dina on i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did uh of course share this podcast on one of your social networks if you want i know there's someone you work with that could use a little bit more whether it's industry knowledge or a little bit um more about where to take their um, career direction. If it's not uh, in, in a restaurant, Dina is definitely a testament to that. Go ahead and tag either of us. Uh, she's at Femme Fatale and use hashtag the emulsion and we will definitely be sure to say hi. Thanks again, Dina. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm Justin Kana. Have a good one. Bye, guys. <laughs>